Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on this 4th of July weekend. If you're here for the very first time, I am Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this wonderful church, and again, I want to say thank you for joining us. Now, we are currently in our sermon series that is titled, I Am, Jesus in His Own Words. Last week, the saying was, I am the gate. Now, today, we're going to continue on that scripture passage as based on the gospel book of John, chapter 10, from verses 11 through 18, where now it's Jesus' self-revelation as the good shepherd. So please uh, open up your Bibles or your devices, again, to John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Now, I'm just going to read it through. The Bible says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that, not in, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I, I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. May God add a blessing to his word today. Well, as I mentioned, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the beginning is that this is a continuation of last week's of I Am the Gate, now the self-revelation of Jesus as the good shepherd to the sheep. Now, the sheep are one of the most helpless creatures in the world. They cannot find their own water. They cannot protect themselves. They cannot find their own food, and, and the list can go on and on. There is a letter written by John Newton, the author of Amazing Grace, that is titled, A Weak, Defenseless, Foolish Creature. I want to share a few words of what he wrote. He, meaning Jesus, seeks, finds, and restores his sheep. By the power of his word and spirit, he makes himself known to their hearts, causes them to hear and understand his voice and guides them into his fold. They are then under his immediate protection and government. Considered as individuals, they are fitly described by the name of sheep. A sheep is a weak, defenseless, foolish creature, prone to wander, and can seldom return to its own, of its own accord. A sheep has neither strength to fight with the wolf nor speed to escape from it. 
nor has a sheep the foresight of the ant to provide its own sustenance. Such, such is our character and our situation, for we are unable to take care of ourselves. We are prone to wander from our resting place. We are exposed to enemies which we can neither escape nor withstand without any resource in ourselves and taught by daily experience the insufficiency of everything around us. Now in verses 11 through 16, Jesus uh, makes explicit the metaphor he implied in verses 2 through 6, again, that we shared last week. Now he is the good shepherd. And using this image, Jesus is clearly identifying himself as God. His audience, if you remember, again, included the Pharisees who knew, who we know from earlier uh, verses are present, would surely have recognized the comparison as God, as a shepherd from Psalm 23 and Ezekiel 34. Let me remind you, on Psalm 23, the verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. And Ezekiel 34, verses 12 and 31, the Bible says, I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people, and I am your God. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. You see, we can recognize how powerful the images of the shepherd and flock in these verses became in the early church just by knowing that the Latin word for shepherd is pastor. The term today is commonly used in almost uh, every church where taking care of the congregation is usually called pastoral care. God, the good shepherd, cares for the sheep, rescuing them from the places to which they have been scattered, feeding them and tending to the weak, the injured, and the lost. The image of the real shepherd and a hired hand. See, the hired hand has nothing invested. But Jesus, as the good shepherd, invested everything. The resurrected Jesus and later the Apostle Paul would echo these images when referring to the early church. For example, in the book of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 17, here's an interaction, a conversation that Jesus had with Peter. And verse 15 says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And then, uh, uh, yes, Lord, and Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Then a third time, he asked him, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now, Peter was heard that Jesus asked a question a third time, 
He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. And then later on in the book of Acts, chapter, let's see here, chapter 20, verses 28 through 29, the apostle Paul writes this. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. You know, you can always tell when people really care about you, when people really love you. As I was preparing for this message, I remember speaking with Pastor Gail and communicating with him. He said that once he had a young person say to him about another pastor, he said he loved me, but he really didn't. You know, a true shepherd loves his sheep. They are sacrificial in their time, their care, and in their life. This particular I am is so important not only for his insight into who and what Jesus is, but also for the insight into who we are as his followers. We are the flock that he loves and cares for. We act in unity, as the Bible says, one flock with one shepherd held together by listening to his voice. You know, a few years ago, I don't know, maybe it was uh, 2006, as I was also preparing for a message on uh, the, being a shepherd or a pastor, I remember going on YouTube, and I was trying to say, you know, why, how do the, the, the sheep, do they really know the shepherd's voice? So a bunch of students went and they did a little experiment and they went out to a farm and uh, student after student, they really tried to call out to the sheep who were grazing out in the, in, in the sheepfold and they tried and there was, here, the first one came, nothing happened and the students were laughing. Another came and they tried and nothing happened. A third one tried and then one or two sheep actually popped up their heads like looking, is, is something happening? And then they went back down to grazing. But I tell you what, here comes the, the shepherd of that sheepfold. And he called out, and wouldn't you know it, here one by one, they all started coming to the shepherd. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. And if you're interested to know what, you know, which YouTube link, you know, if you search, uh, do sheep obey only their master's voice? You'll see that clip. Now, in the Old Testament, God, as the good shepherd, loved and took care of his sheep. But Jesus, in the New Testament, took it to the next step. He loved them so much that he will sacrifice himself for them. He does this voluntarily. The Bible says, when he said, no one can take my life from me, I sacrifice it voluntarily. He is in complete control. He controls events. They do not control him. 
for I have the authority, Jesus saying, to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. So why does he sacrifice himself for his sheep? Because God commanded him. It is his reason for coming here in the first place. He is being obedient to the Father's will. Remember Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane? If you're taking notes, you can look at the book of Mark, chapter 14, verses 35 and 36. Another thing we learn from this passage is how well God knows his sheep. He calls them my own. He knows us as well as he knows the Father, which means that God knows each of us, that's right, you and me, better than we know ourselves. Now, Jesus also wants his flock to grow, to multiply. He must also bring in other sheep into the fold, and he wants us to do the same. Remember the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, where it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love that, ladies and gentlemen, to know that he is with us always. Who the church, you know, who the church is cannot be separated from who Jesus is. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd not simply because of his relationship to the sheep, but also because of his relationship to God. Jesus, the good shepherd, will bring about unity in the flock through his relationship with God and in his resurrection. Now, Jesus is suggesting that his flock is not limited to the sheep of Israel and that the community created by his death will include people from outside of Israel. Can I get an amen to that? The good shepherd shows passion for the lost. You know, to finish out this message... And today, as we go into, before we go into communion, I want to share with you one more passage regarding the sheep. On Matthew 18, verse 12 through 14, the Bible says this. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. So we are the sheep, ladies and gentlemen. You may have wandered away from God. 
You may not have gotten what you were asking for, or maybe you've been dealing with times of prayer that have not yet been answered, and you've wandered away. As I shared in the very beginning that the sheep have a difficult time of going on their own accord, finding their food, of finding their water, being able to guide, but the sheep know Jesus' voice, that he can be the great shepherd, we can be able to live a life that is rich and satisfying, not for what we are doing, but what Christ has done for us when he is saying, I am the good shepherd. If you have been a sheep that be like, God, I have not followed your ways. I have gone in many different directions. And I can honestly tell you, God, that I have stopped following for a couple months, a couple years. If you're like that, ladies and gentlemen, just know that Jesus, the good shepherd, he's going out there to find the lost. Maybe you're feeling that way. May God's presence be around you that when you say, God, I'm so sorry. God, I need you. God, I'm going through this illness and I feel alone. God, I have wandered away from the church. I have stopped serving you, God. I have stopped giving to the church, you know, to the community. My heart hurts and has been hurting for a while. Whatever you're going through, just know that Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to be by your side. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you through his precious Holy Spirit. But we got to be willing to do that. God's not going to force that upon you. We as a sheep, let us know the voice of Jesus. Don't let his voice be a stranger. But to be able to find, say, here I am, God. Jesus, lead me. Guide me. I want to follow wherever you go. Let us pray. Loving and most gracious God, you are the good shepherd. We're so thankful, God, that you have not forgotten about us and you've given us another day because you're continuing. You don't want none of the, of the sheep to perish, Lord. You want them to have everlasting life through Jesus Christ. And I pray as a blanket prayer, Lord, for those who are listening to this message today and they have wandered away and you have touched their lives by the words that have been shared, God, and you're able to just be ready to receive them, Lord, as long as they repent of their sins, as long as they're saying, sorry, God, as long as they're saying, I want to follow you, God. Be with them, let them feel your presence that they can start continuing to follow you 